across, and Dempsey is denied again, and Donovan has scored! Oh, can you believe this? Go, go, USA! Catabel, la vaca, Ama Rodríguez tirando, golazo, taque, 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 gol, gol, vino, 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 gol de Mundial, taque, taque, gol, gol, taque, taque, gol, 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 taque, taque, gol. Oh, Zinedine, oh, Zinedine, pas ça, pas du tout, pas ça, Zinedine. Pas ça, Zinedine. Non. Oh non. Oh non, pas ça. Hello and welcome to Bend It Like Beckett. I am your host, Scott Bedgood, here with my co-host, Brian Fleischer. Brian, it's international friendly time. It is, what is it called? The UEFA Super League time, sir. Well, Get I mean, on board. Well, not not the U.S. isn't in the UEFA Super League. Okay, but it it's not just friendly time oh, but the u.s does have some big games coming up against brazil and mexico it's just a friendly so i'm kind of excited yeah yeah we are going to definitely talk about the u.s playing brazil tonight if you're listening on friday yeah. if you're listening on saturday this game's already happened but we can still <laughs> our points will still apply because yeah. we're going to talk about the roster and and some of the different names and, and, and people that we might be seeing going forward on these teams as the big names of the past seem to be gone Mm -hmm. or at least not playing for now, which I think is a good thing. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit of all or nothing Manchester City. Yep. As you've been watching it. I have seen several episodes and it's very interesting and very good. Mm -hmm. We will talk about what you just mentioned, the UEFA Super League question mark UEFA Super League question mark yet another way uh, to make these professional soccer players quote unquote have to try when they're supposed to be playing an exhibition we'll get into that talk about whether we think that's a good idea whether we don't think that's a good idea maybe we have differing opinions on it oh maybe we'll go skip and Shannon (laughs) and we're gonna argue this out (laughs) <laughs> and one of us will have a super hot take, and then the other one will be like, what? <laughs> oh, my. I can't believe you have a crazy hot take on the UEFA Super League, and then we'll fight. Yes, um, we will. So, uh, yeah. So, Brian. Yes, sir. U.S. plays Brazil tonight. They do. Brian is so prepared. I Despite am. being significantly late. I was 12 minutes late. To this, to this freezing cold studio. He printed out the rosters for Brazil USA tonight. I in did a, in a friendly, mm-hmm. very interesting game. Where's this game being played? I believe this is at in the Meadowlands, Meadowlands in yeah. New Jersey. Yes. So, what I said when the U.S. didn't qualify, and I said it to no one because I didn't have a podcast. <laughs> now I have a podcast, and I still say it to just you. But I said, <laughs> okay, so. From now until at least at least the first qualifiers for the next World Cup, from now meaning from the day we didn't qualify for the 2018 World Cup, I don't want to see a single player play for the U.S. that's older than 25 years old. Basically, no Bradley, no Dempsey, whether he was going to retire or not, no Howard, no Guzan, no Beckerman, no Dax, None of these guys that we know what they are. I want to see only young players play together for the next year and a half or two years or yeah. whenever the, the qualifying starts. And then you then when these games start counting. Yeah, but then doesn't that mess up 
chemistry to bring in, okay, let's say Bradley is still hanging around or Altador, whoever, Guzan. Doesn't that, to, to bring them in at World Cup qualifying, how about Gold Cup? Um, yeah, yes and no. I mean, I think so. I think that there's an element of that, but I think that there's so much of a changing of the guard that needs to happen mm-hmm. in the U.S. men's national team for the next World Cup. And I know that the Gold Cup and, and things like that are important, mm-hmm. and we should try to win them, and maybe you mix the rosters a bit more. But I think we need to be trending as young as we can possibly trend, and we need to be building up guys like John Brooks, who with this roster that you've given me. Yes. John Brooks is, is 25. He's a veteran on the team. Mm-hmm. John Brooks needs to be the captain, basically. He needs to be the guy, the the strong defender in the mid, like in the middle of the defense who has been there before. He's played in a World Cup. The guy everyone's looking towards as the leader. And what about Bobby Wood? 39 caps, 12 goals. Yeah, no. Playing the World I, Cup. I agree. Bobby Wood. I'm saying guys like Bobby yeah. Wood and okay. John Brooks need to be the guys that the team is looking to, not looking past those guys to Bradley, who's probably not going to be in the next World Cup team, Dempsey, who obviously isn't anymore. These are the guys that need to be working into that leadership role mm-hmm. in these years when it doesn't matter as much. So when it does matter, they've already done that. So I mean, that that's my takeaway so far, just looking at this roster, that I think that's where it's headed. And Julian Green is back. And if you remember Julian Green, he was kind of the Christian Pulisic before Christian Pulisic. He was kind of that that young star from the 2014 World Cup and, and leading up to that. I um, came through the Bayern Munich Academy, um, never really got an opportunity with the first team, but what was, for lack of a better word, defiant in his stance that he was a Bayern Munich player he, he was, was staying with Bayern Munich stay and fight for his place yes and and you know that that's a good thing yeah I guess it's, that it's admirable I mean yes. not a lot of Americans have ever been in that position to say that yeah but eventually you know I think he realized and, and his people probably realized that it wasn't really going to happen at Bayern Munich and if he wanted his career to progress that he needed to go somewhere to get first team football and so he did go to a second division uh German team um where I guess he's had some success. He's still obviously still in the mix with the national team because yeah. he's gotten a call up here. To get the call up is, is, is means he's doing something. Yeah. Um, it, it is interesting. I think scoring that goal in the World Cup mm-hmm. shortly after coming on against Belgium yeah. when he was 19 had to have been – it may have been the worst thing for his career. Probably. Maybe it, because it, even, it maybe gave him the thought. Uh-huh. Okay, I'm I'm a, I can play for Bayern Munich yeah. now. It gave us the thought that this guy is something special. Yeah, and it's funny that you say that. Like he was the Pulisic before Pulisic. That that should give you an idea of how special Pulisic is. Yeah, because Julian Green was 19 when he scored that goal, and he had like not really ever played for Bayern Munich. We thought like this guy's incredible. Yeah, isn't Pulisic 19 now? Yes, and he's done all this. That yeah, he's, like he's we a should, star. Yeah, we should mention he is not on the roster here. He's kind of the big notable omission who mm-hmm. who you would expect to see here. He's got an injury, I believe, and he's been he's missed some games for Dortmund. And right, so he's right. he's he's not a he, he's not available for this. I don't even think he he was in camp with them. He he just stayed in Germany. So. Right, which again, I would love to see him play in this friendly, but again, it's a friendly, so I'm fine with a guy that we know is on the team no matter what yeah. when the games count. I would like for him to be working with these players, 
but it's okay that that one of these guys, like maybe a Julian Green, is going to get to play instead of Pulisic in a game, yeah. a highly competitive game against Brazil. Um, you know, but but again, that's what makes Pulisic so special. He's accomplished all of this stuff more than really any U.S. player has ever accomplished at that level, and he's not even 19. And when Julian Green scored a goal in the World Cup at 19, we were like, this is the greatest U.S. prospect of all time. Uh-huh. <laughs> we didn't know who Pulisic was yet. But there's some other names to get really excited about, a la Christian Pulisic. Timothy Way? Mm-hmm. Way? Are we, is it Way? Way? Yeah. I think that's probably the name to get really excited about, yeah. considering he plays for PSG. Mm-hmm. And he's actually played with them. And actually plays, and that's yeah. one of the top teams in the world. Yeah. Considering he's the son of one of the you know, best players of all time, mm-hmm. and who's the president of Liberia now. Yeah. Very strange. Very strange, yeah. Um, yeah he, I saw it said his name makes him, uh, the fact that he has a famous last name makes him want to, it, it motivates him. So he knows he has a lot to live up to, and so it motivates him to work hard. Yeah, it, it's, uh, it's kind of like, uh, Casper Schmeichel or something mm-hmm. like Casper Schmeichel is never going to be better than Peter Schmeichel, but yeah. he's a freaking good goalie. <laughs> yeah. If he was just a regular goalie, you would be like, this guy's really good, and yeah. he's the best player that's ever played for Denmark, except for that one guy who happens to be his dad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it, and I, that might be what Tim Way is, but he his dad did not play for the U.S., so he doesn't have to live up to that at least in the same uniform. Yeah, uh, but he is. Born in the year 2000, which is ridiculous. I think it, uh, we, we were talking before. He either has the distinction of being the first player to get a cap for the U.S. who was born I think in so. 2000 or the first player to score because he does maybe have a both. goal. Or maybe both. Probably both. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so it's probably the first player to be capped born after 2000 and to score after mm-hmm. 2000. Yeah, and if you look at the cap list on this roster, very, very few caps for a lot of these players uh, weigh with three the most caps is is Yedlin with fifty two, Brooks has thirty three, uh, Lee Chai with fifteen, and then you've got the forwards with Bobby Wood and Jesse Zardes both thirty nine. I'm about for, done. I I don't need yeah. to see any more Zardes. Thirty nine for for Wood and thirty eight for Zardes. Zardes is the oldest player on the team at age twenty seven. I think we know what Zardes is, and I don't think I like necessarily what Zardes is. He's mm-hmm. a speedy guy who has very little end product, whether it's crossing or scoring. Yeah. I, I, at 27 years old, actually, sorry, Leachai is the oldest player on the team at 29. Yeah. Um, I, I guess, you know, Leachai is a, is a fullback, right? Yes. So those are hard to come by. So I'm fine with a 29 year old fullback. Yeah. <laughs> Get all the fullbacks in and figure well, out. Well, that's what's one of these young guys who, who is apparently highly touted is Cameron Carter Vickers for Swansea. Mm-hmm. Uh, only five caps, but he's only 20 years old and he's highly thought of. Yeah. Um, from mm-hmm. what I remember reading, um, Tyler Adams in the midfield for New York, 19 years old. Um, Weston McKinney playing for Schalke. The Fun Cannon. The Fun Cannon. That's his nickname. Um, again, th- these are guys who I'm excited to see. You've already mentioned Way and McKinney and Adams and Vickers. And, and Yedlin, we were talking about, I don't know if it was in our last podcast or if it was just around the office, that he's kind of gotten off to a pretty good start um, with Newcastle this year. Yeah, he's a goal um, and an assist. Had an assist against Chelsea. Then he had the own, own goal, goal against Chelsea. But He's um, involved in a lot. Yes, and then he had a goal this past weekend, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's gotten off to a, to a fast start. And, and Yedlin's a guy that's been around for a while mm-hmm. in our consciousness mm-hmm. as a guy. Oh, he's going to be great. He's going to be great. He's 25. 
He has 52 caps. Like I said, that's a lot of caps. Mm -hmm. That's not that old at right back. That's a position you can kind of play for a long time. Look at, uh, what's his name? Who were we always talking about? The the defender who just is going to be in the... 2022 World Cup, or he's he's, he's played oh, everywhere. Oh, oh, Demarcus Beasley. Demarcus Beasley's just played but, everywhere. But yeah, there's guys in in England. Uh, Leighton Baines, mm-hmm. uh, you know, has played left back forever. Um, there's guys that hang around at that position for a long time. Yedlin could be that guy if he continues to develop at Newcastle. In yeah, the toughest, you know, one of the toughest leagues in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm still pretty high on Yedlin. Yeah, so I'm very happy he's included. And in he's another one of those guys that can really become a leader on the team. With all the caps and the experience that he has, Zach Steffen, he had a pretty good game in his in his last. He he played in the last friendly, I believe, and had a pretty okay, so pretty good game. Mm-hmm. Um, so he may be your 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 keeper, keeper in twenty twenty two. For the, so. he's the the crew keeper. Yes, and then a, a, an interesting name. I don't know anything about this guy. I just tried to look it up right mm-hmm. before the the forward Andrea Novakovic. Okay. The only thing I'm going to say about that is. That guy is clearly from the Balkan region, and as we know from watching the World Cup, they grow good footballers there. They do. So I'm happy that we got those genes. And, you know, your man Christian Pulisic also has has those genes. genes. (laughs) So I'm not saying this guy's the next Pulisic. He's actually older than Pulisic uh, from the very brief uh, Google searching I did on him. Mm -hmm. He is on loan from Reading at Netherlands Fortuna Sitard. So I don't know anything about him, but yeah. uh, I just like the name. Uh, I want more uh, more Balkan names in our team. Do you want to quickly touch on the the Brazil squad? Yeah, that they, now we don't know lineup. if they're gonna. It's a really strong lineup. You know, you, you think a lot of times when when the U.S. plays these uh, you know world football powerhouses that they just send their spare teams and it's this is a real now we don't know who's going to be who's going to actually play well, from what i've heard they're rolling out the the top lineup first yeah their second lineup against i think they play el salvador next uh-huh. will be their backups yeah uh because i think a lot of the top clubs kind of made it known hey don't send us back our players tired yeah so play them in the first game yeah so it's got a really really strong all the big names oh are yeah there. yeah so um yeah, uh, and and there's there's is a fairly young lineup too. They st- they have you know th- they're more experienced defenders with Thiago Silva mm-hmm. and Felipe Luis still there. But you know the, the the Brazilian team is a pretty young team. The keeper with Alisson at 25, mm-hmm. um, even uh, even Neymar as long as he's been around is is only 26. Yep. Uh, all their attackers are young. Richarlison makes an appearance. Yes, you got a lot of guys who could possibly make their first um, cap here or get their first cap here with with, with Brazil. Isn't that interesting that <laughs> we just watched Brazil in the World Cup? That team, we go, man, that team was ridiculously good. Mm-hmm. And then we watched like two weeks of the Premier League, and there's guys that are already making appearances and like getting their first cap, yeah. like Richarlison, who were like. Oh man, that guy's really good. Like, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if he, who, if he's ever played for Brazil. Nope, nope. But here he is. Like, they can just call up a guy like that that mm-hmm. you know you just hear about. That's really good. Or who would um, be superstars on a lot of teams, but just have oh, have zero yeah, caps for absolutely. their for their national team. Um, yeah, or like an interesting like um, Fabinho for who Liverpool paid a bunch of money for, who mm-hmm. hasn't even played for Liverpool yet because I guess trying to work him into the squad or whatever. Yeah, I heard he's going to get. He's a 
midfielder, but they're saying he's going to play right back for Brazil. I guess okay. they still haven't found a Danny Alves replacement, so they're going to try <laughs> him out there. <laughs> throw him out there. Um, but I mean, this is this is all the names that you would look for if you are in the the New Jersey region, New York, New Jersey region. Mm-hmm. This would be a game to go to. Oh I mean, yeah, you're really. going to be seeing one of even even if they rolled out the backups, but you're going to be seeing in the midfield one of Casemiro, Felipe Coutinho. Uh, Fred, Willian, and then these these other guys I don't know. Arthur, that's a good name. It is. Uh, well, he plays for hey, Barcelona. He's with Barcelona. Yeah, you got a Barcelona <laughs> player, Lucas Paqueta, who's a Barcelona player, or Andreas Pereira, who's a Chelsea player. Or no, no, who's a uh, Manchester pa- United yeah, player. Yeah, Paqueta's at um, is at Flamengo in Brazil. Oh, did I read that? Yeah, you read that wrong. That's Coutinho, oh, okay. who's at Barcelona. Oh, <laughs> I, but right next to Arthur, who's at Barcelona. Yes, yes, okay. yes, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. Arthur's Barcelona. Okay, but either way, I mean, even these guys that you haven't heard of, you look over and you're like, oh, so he'll be playing for large club in Europe yeah. sometime <laughs> soon. So it, 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 as far as friendlies go, which it, typically I tune in for a little bit or I don't even you know check out the highlights sometimes because they're pretty boring, and maybe this one ends 0-0, zero, zero. This seems like one of the more important friendlies just from the experience point of view of, you know, you, you're, you're rolling out a lineup of Weston McKinney and, and Julian Green and, and Ariola and Acosta and, and, and Way and all these guys mm-hmm. that you think will be on the World Cup squad that, or the squad that you want to make the World Cup yeah. in 2022. And you're rolling it out against a team that's going to be trying to win the World Cup in 2022. Yeah. And all a lot of these players on this Brazilian team will be on that team. Mm-hmm. I think this is a pretty important friendly. Now, I don't, I don't really care who wins. Yeah, but the the experience of it is really important. Yeah, I think this is one that, um, you know, a lot of U.S. men's national team fans are going to be watching. Um, I agree with you that I don't really pay too much attention to these friendlies, mm-hmm. but you know what? UEFA has fixed that. Okay, here we <laughs> go. Yeah, this is called a, uh, a this segue. This is a nice segue, right? Brian is a, is a professional. I am. So we're going to segue into Brian's new favorite thing. This is fantastic. Which is maybe my something. I'm, I'm anti. Uh, it's called the UEFA. You know what? You tell me what it's called. I believe. Because <laughs> you know what? To be honest, I remember when this was announced. And then I guess it was yesterday. I was kind of looking on ESPN FC. And saw that there were UEFA Super League games going on, or that were going to be taking place that day. And so I had to do a little research and figure out and remind myself what the heck is the UEFA Super League. So just to just to like insert real quick here. So this is when someone who is not super into soccer and is trying to get into soccer, and then you start explaining, you go, "Well, there's UEFA, yeah, and they have the Europa League." Mm-hmm. And then they have the Champions League, and then they have the European or the the, the Euros. Yes, and now they have the Super, Super League. League. Okay, you know what? This is we're going to get into this later, but um, the, the Manchester United. What's it called again? I keep forgetting the name. What's Manchester, Manchester City? City. All what or nothing. It? All or nothing. So I was explaining because I keep talking about the four cups that Manchester City's trying to win. And so I was ex- yeah. we had to pause it and explain this to my wife, who's really into the show and really likes soccer, but has g- gets tired head when, when, you know, we talk, mm-hmm. when I explain the difference between the FA Cup, the Carabao Cup, and the, the Champions League and the Premier League and the all this stuff. The Caribou Cup. Caribou Cup. <laughs> um, so to get back to the Super League, it is what UEFA has done based on 
coefficient is taking what is it 55 teams i think we watched they've got a cool little video on their website a two-minute mm-hmm. video explaining the whole thing and broken the teams down into four leagues leagues a b c and d where they will play where there are groups three or four groups in each of these leagues each group will play a home and home against each other each team each team will play a home and home against each other and there's promotion and relegation to the different groups and it so, will, like, Group A is all the best teams you're thinking of. Spain, yes. Germany, yes. France. And Group B, as, you know, Russia's in Group B was the one that stood out like to me. Sweden yes, or whatever. Yes, you know, it's kind of the second-tier UEFA teams. Yeah. And then, like, San Marino maybe in Yeah, Group San B. Marino and, and uh, Vatican uh, City. Andorra and all these, these small, really small countries in Europe that just get demolished in World Cup qualifying yeah. and in the Euros. So the top... Teams in each league will be promoted to the next league, um, and the bottom teams will be relegated to the lower leagues. Um, and then it will culminate in a semifinal final match here in the next couple of years. And this is going to take place every other year. And um, I'm on board. So I'm okay with the principle of it. The reason I don't like it is because what I explained earlier where there's already too many competitions. There's already in between the club competitions in which there are in some leagues, four different trophies you're trying to win as a club. Yeah. Then you, between those times in the summer, if you're a European team, you in, uh, say in 2018, you tried to win the world cup Mm -hmm. in 2020. You're going to try to win the euros in between those summers during your international breaks you're trying to qualify for the euros or qualify for the upcoming world cup Mm -hmm. and then now you're adding this other thing and you're adding this other thing in between that is also supposedly worth something but it's not really worth anything it is worth something but so so this is where (laughs) they've got a back door here a little back door thing and i think this is where it's going to be goofy and (laughs) Everybody's going to be real confused. This is like if you're a baseball fan when the All-Star game meant something and then the winning league could get home field advantage. They just like threw this in here mm-hmm. and it's really going to affect some team at some point. And you're going to be like, how did that team make the Euros again? <laughs> oh, so explain this part. So of there's some strange... Uh, now, I really don't remember all the details of it, but somehow based on how the teams finish... um in this UEFA Super League, they can gain entry to the Euro if they don't qualify via the natural, you know, traditional method through the group. So this we were saying, you know, in 2012 and when England did not qualify for the Euros, had they a Super League and they done well in the Super League, there could have been a path for them to qualify through the Super League. Right. So basically a team, say, like England then or... Um, Italy or some good team that recognizes, hey, we're probably not going to qualify the traditional way. Let's stack our UEFA Super League team because these other nations are going to be running out their youth lineups. Well, that's the thing. Possibly. Are they going to treat it like they treat the Carabao Cup? That's in, what I'm assuming. In, in, um, in England. Are they going to run out their... I mean, yesterday it didn't look like they did. They had some... They had some yeah, I mean, big, I could be, I could be players, wrong, but, but, but I mean, maybe it's just you know the first friendly after the World Cup. They want to just mm-hmm. have guys. They're not going to put a lot of effort into crafting 
a squad just because it's the Super League, but they're also not going to keep their stars at home. Just, you know, if they want them to play for, you know, okay, it's a friendly, they're going to call Harry Kane either way. Yeah. Yeah, no. So anyway, I'm against it just because it adds another, and I think it just adds more strain on players who are already dealing with injuries a lot of the time because Mm -hmm. they don't have any time off all year long yeah and to have another thing where their nation especially when it comes to like a smaller nation um uh, um you know harry kane is important to england but they could probably they could win games without him yeah theoretically uh but let's say i'm trying to think of uh uh, jordan shakiri for switzerland Mm -hmm. or um what's a better example uh Lewandowski for Poland that's not a small nation but like a guy who was like the guy for his nation Uh, what Zlatan used to be for Sweden yeah where it's like hey we need you to play every single because this is the only way we're going to qualify for the Euros yeah so (laughs) like uh uh, Sigurdsson for Iceland Mm -hmm. hey like this could be a big thing for Iceland like we've never won a major trophy we could like I could see Iceland winning this thing because like the way they play in tournaments if they like sell out for it and some of these other nations aren't they're probably in that like b group Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like a a nation like iceland could mess around and and win something like this and it actually be a big deal for a nation like that spain wouldn't care about it but uh austria might Mm -hmm. you know but the strain that puts on a player from austria or iceland or whatever i feel like is not worth it and for someone like me and you who probably puts more stock in club football, mm-hmm. club soccer, it's it's to me it, it it just is an added annoyance. Yeah, I only I only partially I'm just kind of playing one side here. No, that, you I, know, I, 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 I think it's I don't I don't think it's the greatest thing ever. I'm not super excited about it. It's just kind of deflating to see two big teams, let's say I don't know. I'm making these up. Germany and England play in Wembley in front of like a half-filled stadium because it's friendly and no one really cares. And no, I get maybe, it. Do you, maybe, think, you know what? Do maybe, you maybe, think, no, no, no. Yeah, you, yeah. you say, is this going to make any difference? Maybe not. It may not. It may still have 25,000. But if it gets a little more excitement, I agree that it puts way too much pressure on these players and on their bodies, and they already play way too much as it is. I'm sure the clubs hate it. I'm sure mm-hmm. they hate yeah, it, hate especially. It. For for teams like that, you know Sigurdsson and guys who are going to get called, maybe more now because they've got this additional you know trophy out there um, that they can win. Um, but I, I hate like fake rivalries and fake yeah. tournaments and yeah. the, and like the, the in, champions, the, the, the club, international, international champions, champions club, club cup. cup that, where, that's the preseason tournament. That, yeah, that's, there's so, supposedly something on the line. Yeah, like, where, where I went to the Chelsea game when they were here. I don't know, maybe in 2011, 12, something like that, maybe 10, and they won the yeah. cup in their final game there at, at Texas Stadium or Cowboy Stadium, and the players got this trophy, and they just kind of all kind of stood around and looked at each other and kind of laughed and were kind of joking around with it. It, it yeah. didn't really mean much. It, 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 if the trophy isn't going to save the manager's job, it's probably not a big deal. Although the Champions League trophy didn't save Roberto Di Matteo's job at no, Chelsea, so not. never mind. <laughs> uh, that was a terrible example. Uh, <laughs> hey, d- actually, this is an aside. Did you see the what's going on with the Danish national team? Um, 
I saw a headline that said something about senior players return to Danish team or something. Oh, along they those returned. Lines. Yeah, I thought I saw that. Okay. I could be making. Let this me look up. this up before I. Or I, I saw something about Danish story. team and senior players. Okay, so, so what's what do you think is going on? Okay, so here's what happened. The Danish team is the the senior players are on strike against their. Uh, football association due to image rights disputes which this is coming up a lot very very common Mohammed Salah is having an issue with the Egyptian FA I don't really understand it but it's a common thing Mm -hmm. with players and their but the the whole the whole senior side is not playing for Denmark yeah so Denmark has scheduled games against Slovakia and some other teams so what do they do they (laughs) they called up Third tier, third division players and futsal players. Wow. They called up their futsal team and they played a friendly against Slovakia. So they they lost 3 0. They registered one shot on target. And this is the headline uh, Denmark lose friendly against Slovakia with a team featuring a salesman up front and a student <laughs> in defense. Denmark were beaten 3 0 by Slovakia in a friendly on Wednesday after fielding a team that featured a part time salesman in attack, an internet freestyle football footballer in midfield and a student in defense futsal players were also included in a bizarre makeshift side blah 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 yeah i mean they okay, actually play the game they this team is going to win the super league disney movie follows greatest sports movie of all time the Seriously. salesman the student and, and the, the doctor win the, doc- the first super league oh man so <laughs> so unfortunately for danish futsal player adam I'm not going to try to say that name. F-O-G-T. Folk. Folk. You know what? Anyway, <laughs> uh, he did score an own goal. Oh, no. So, and maybe his only appearance ever on the Danish national team, oh, which has got to be the coolest thing ever. They got yeah. capped for the Danish national team. <laughs> oh, no. Would um, you take a cap for the U.S. men's national team if you knew going in you were going to score an own goal? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. 100%. 100%. <laughs> um, so... Midfielder Rasmus Johansson has amassed thousands of followers on YouTube and Instagram with his skill videos. Okay. Uh, and then right back, Simon Volesson, uh, Volesson is a student as well as playing in the fifth division. So this is like like U.S. men's basketball looking at like the N1 mixtape. Yes. And just like grabbing guys off 100%. of like the street ball yeah, video. Yeah, this, like this is like them calling up hot sauce on the professor. <laughs> And then and skip to my Lou. Yeah, skip and skip to my Lou. Who? Well, he was actually an NBA player. No, Skip would be part of the. Yes, he Rafer would, Alston is yes, part of the yeah. the protests. They call up the, pro, the professor right. and hot sauce. Yes. and then they got like some college basketball player on the side, uh-huh. and then uh, you know uh, uh, somebody who had retired a few years before. And yeah, they, they bring him out of retirement, <laughs> and they take on uh, Argentina. Yes. And then the professor accidentally scores on his own basket. <laughs> that's what happened. This is insane. That's I mean, one step too far. Denmark was just in the World Cup. This yeah. is not like some crazy wheels this off is not country. Yeah, yeah, this is a real team. Mm-hmm. And they were calling up like just amateurs. Guys. This is awesome. So, um, yeah. So stay tuned. We can't be worse than that. To the, the US Super can't League. Be worse than no, that. they can't. So the Super League, sure to provide. Hours and hours of thrilling, thrilling European football action. Speaking of th- hours and hours of thrilling European football action, mm-hmm. um, we'll talk a little bit about 
All or Nothing, yes. the Amazon series. I think last week we mentioned it, but you hadn't really started watching. No, it I yet. hadn't really. I watched maybe one or one episode or uh, two episodes. Now I've I've kind of gotten a little more into it. It's an eight episode season. Um, it's a series on Amazon Prime. You can watch it for free if you have Amazon Prime streaming. Um, they've done the Dallas Cowboys. Did they do another one before that? Yeah, they did uh, the Rams okay. and I think the 49ers, and they've done Michigan football, but this is the first soccer one. This is one. the first soccer one. So it's really kind of a hard knocks, if you're familiar with that, behind-the-scenes, all-access um view of a sports team it's really really well yeah this it's really well done um this season was manchester city like we've said Mm -hmm. um i've watched the first four episodes out of eight and it follows manchester city during the 2017-18 season good choice yeah it was a good choice like we were talking about that we'd like to see them follow like a third division team or maybe a team that's fighting for relegation it might be a little more interesting but um, mm-hmm. I, they kind of blast through the first half of the 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 seventeen eighteen season. Um, of course, if you follow the English Premier League, you know what's going to happen. Um, I didn't know they had some insane run of seventeen eighteen nineteen yeah. wins in a row, and my son kind of ruined it for me because they they uh, Raheem Sterling gave a penalty. Uh, gave away a penalty with in the 90th minute, and my son was like, "Oh, don't worry, he saves it here because they don't lose till they play Liverpool." I was like, "What, a dude?" And yeah. sorry, I just gave it away. Spoiler alert. Well, everyone knows that. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Liverpool I was, was like, the first team they lost. I to. forgot about that. Why are you? And my my wife didn't know. She's really into it. My daughter was is really into it. <laughs> they're watching. And she, it. Yeah, they're watching it. Like Jackson, we didn't know it's that. Like, it's like the people who watch Hard Knocks, and uh, you know, which is all about NFL training camps. And then uh, you don't look up who the Browns cut because yes. you want to see it on. Yes, absolutely. And then you get your heart broken because yeah, they're so, always cut. So it's really, you know, really cool to see kind of the the training sessions and film sessions and, and interviews with Pep and the front office staff and the players, and you see their injuries and their ups and downs and some of their family life and. It's really, really well done. Like any any one of these things, it humanizes them also. Yeah, absolutely. You, know, you think about like, oh, these guys just make. Hundred thousand dollars a week, and they they do, but uh, you know they put a lot of work in, and and they also just go home to their families and want to just hang out. And and you also, I think, something that is always interesting to me is just the cross cultural element of it. Just Mm -hmm. like man, like these guys, this guy is a kid from Sao Paulo, Mm -hmm. and he's living in Manchester, yep, where it's freezing cold and it rains all the time. He just learned English or barely is learning English or, you know, or, you know, some of these other guys, they're from wherever they're from. They were in Germany and then they went to France and then they went to, uh, you know, Spain and now they're in England and it's just like their head is spinning. Yeah. You know, just that whole element of how you welcome a guy to a club. How, how does that guy fit in? You know, who who do they hang out with on the club? Like, that's so important. Um you know, I remember back in the day, it was always like important with Liverpool. Um, Lucas, the Brazilian Lucas, mm-hmm. he was always like this great presence because he was the Brazilian guy that could welcome any of the Latin players, yeah. in, whether they were Brazilian or uh, Argentinian or Uruguayan. Like he was just kind of that guy that was like, you got to have that guy because yeah. no matter how nice you know the bloke from Newcastle <laughs> is, like he's he's not. Yeah, like, they they showed a scene in the I believe third or fourth episode. I believe it's Fernandinho. He yeah, plays for, yeah. He um, was having a one year birthday party for his um, 
for his daughter. Yeah. And you saw a lot of the Brazilian and South American players mm-hmm. from the team coming in in the background, right. you know, with their wives and kids. And, and at one point, you know, he, he's uh, talking about signing an extension with mm-hmm. City. Um, he's kind of in his late 20s, early 30s. And, and he says, you know, my, my family love it here. In, mm-hmm. in England, my son loves his school and his friends, um, so we figured, why not spend another two or three years yeah. here? And yeah, we don't it. think about that element a yeah. lot of times. Like, it is important. And, and sometimes they say that, and then it's like, yeah, but how important? Because we just offered you 150, <laughs> and it's like, yeah. well, I guess I could find a new school in yeah. Barcelona. He, he was saying, he, and again, this humanizes them, and it kind of gets into their head a little bit, but in an interview that they cut away to, he said, look, I'm too old to... In terms of soccer, he was saying, yeah. you know, I'm too old and too late in my career to start something new, mm-hmm. to go to a new country, to go to a new team. He said, I like the team here. I like the manager. I, I, My family is happy here. So I figured, why not sign another three-year deal with, with City? Because I, I, I don't want to – I'm too old to start new with a new team. Right. And even just from the element of, of thinking about – just thinking about, like, a guy like Fernandinho, let's say uh, Bayern Munich says, hey – we want to, We want you, and we'll pay you even just a little bit more than you mm-hmm. make. Well, now he's got to go. Okay. Well, I got to move to a new country. That's a new language. Yep. Yeah, I could probably. Sp- there's probably Brazilians on the team, but yeah. just going out into the world, I you know, I've he's probably learned English well enough to yeah. to survive and and be comfortable there. Yeah. And like, there's a lot of elements there, and that's why when a club like Barcelona or Real Madrid comes calling for some of these Latin American players, there is a strong pull because it's like, well, it's a lot more comfortable to be in a Spanish speaking country. Yeah. It's, you know, there's, there's the level of comfort, even, even beyond just the pull of the name and the money and the fame of being at Barcelona, Real Madrid, there's a level of comfort and, and their wives a lot of times are like, Hey, yeah, I, I want to live there. Yeah. I want to live in Barcelona. I want to live, my my mother would prefer to come visit us in Barcelona, in Barcelona where she can Manchester. communicate as opposed <laughs> to Manchester. And and you can't blame someone for having that mm-hmm. attitude because you know you have the exact same attitude with your family and your yeah. wives and you, your wives, your your <laughs> wife and your kid and, and all that stuff. So it, it's really interesting to see behind the scenes things like that and and remember. Oh yeah, these are people. These mm-hmm. decisions are not just, you know, these are not just on the field decisions. Like the Coutinho decision last year with Barcelona, mm-hmm. you know, he loved Liverpool. He loved playing there. He grew up there. I think he was like twenty when he came to Liverpool. He had come to be very ingrained in the city. But when Barcelona comes calling, and you're a Brazilian player, you're a Latin American player, mm-hmm. and your wife's probably gonna want to rather live there they you might really like liverpool yeah but it's barcelona you guys seen barcelona (laughs) like and you know it's just there's just things that make sense this isn't uh you know this isn't some industrial town uh asking you to come come live there like and bring your family with you it's this is you know these are all real things that 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 come into play Mm -hmm. and uh and it's not just uh Hey, what position am I going to play? Yeah, when I go over there, it's like, well, I, okay, I'll There's play on the right or the consider. left side of the midfield. Yeah. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so one of the guys who is who is heavily featured, not surprisingly, 
um, and is really likable, and, and they humanize him a lot. Not that he had a reputation of not being human. <laughs> uh, it's Kevin De Bruyne, who is clearly one of the best midfielders in the world. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And was just a, a, a huge, now hurt this season. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But a huge uh, player for them during the 17-18 title run. Probably, um, I would say, he was one win away with Belgium and maybe one win away with Manchester City from being a like a Ballon d'Or mm-hmm. candidate, being a UEFA Player of the Year candidate. Yep. Um, he's going to fall short of those awards, but he's had as good a season as anybody. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, one of the best players in the world. Yeah. But... I don't know much about his personality beyond this. I mean, show. he's really they, they talk seems like a quiet. Yeah, Pep yeah. says you know he's he's very quiet. He works very hard on the field. He's a completely different person, but off the field, he's very quiet, soft spoken, kind of shy. Right on the field, um, just a genius beast. Yeah, yeah I mean, he's brilliant. Yeah. So you want to talk a little De Bruyne cards? Yeah, let, let's get some De Bruyne cards. And, and a very popular player, I think. Yeah, a, a guy that people like and respect mm-hmm. all over the world. I mean, I think. With, when he got injured, somebody asked uh, Jurgen Klopp about, um, you know, De Bruyne's injury, and he said something like, "Any Liverpool fan who's celebrating that Jurgen Klopp is, or, or that, sorry, any Liverpool fan that's celebrating that De Bruyne is injured is an a hole." He's <laughs> <laughs> like, he, he's a brilliant player. I tried to buy him like yeah. five times. Yeah. Well, Chelsea <laughs> had him, and he and he talks a little bit about Chelsea and his time at Chelsea, and um, he thought things were going well, and then. Mourinho, as he's been known to do with some young players, with, with Salah, and and mm-hmm. and the, he just kind of got in the doghouse and was never able to get out of it. And and De Bruyne says, you know, at the time he was younger and maybe a little more immature, and said, "I'm out, I'm done." Mm-hmm. Went to Germany, became a star, and then now back with with City. Yeah. So so, so he's he's played for. Um, I don't know where he started. Gink, Gink and yeah. then Chelsea, Wolfsburg, and Manchester City. Yes. So that's where the cards will yes. feature him. Yes. So he's got 430 cards as of today in the Beckett Online Price Guide. Uh, total value of about $3,400. So average value about $8 a card. He's got 265 serial number cards, 74 autograph cards. You're looking to spend about a hundred dollars for an autograph card, really? Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah, you, I mean, you could get one in that. You know, we say hundred. That's the, the the high book value. So we give a range of forty to a hundred dollars. So you may be able to find some in that fifty, sixty, eighty dollar range. Um, but they could be upwards of a hundred dollars, depending if it's a jersey or if it's a low serial numbered card. Um, he does have sixty four memorabilia cards. All of these, interestingly, were released in the last year or so. So none of those are actually priced yet. Um, so as he's grown in popularity on the field, obviously the, the companies like Tops and Panini have, have gone out and tried to get memorabilia from him because they know that collectors are going to expect to see you know, his stuff um, in the jersey sets. Are they mostly or exclusively memorabilia, Manchester City memorabilia? That I don't know. That's it. Would, I guess it could also be Belgium. Yeah, well. it could be Belgium, but I would guess that the majority are going to be Manchester City mm-hmm. pieces. Um, you, we talked a little bit about this. He, he started with Genk, G-E-N-K. Which extremely confusingly is based in the city of Ghent, Ghent right? with a T, yes, but it's Genk. In, <laughs> so his first um, 
card slash sticker is in the 2010-11 Panini Football Belgian Pro League sticker set. He's got two cards in that set. They're not exactly easy to find. Um, there's one on eBay right now. It's a BGS 9.5 that the guy wants $400 for, which I think is a little high. Um, in June, um, a BGS 9.5 sold for $225 for, for one of the stickers of his his first stickers. really yeah for one so, of his stickers. That, that was kind of that was mid-world cup that's interesting so 225 dollars for bgs 95 um it's really strong for a sticker that you know was released eight years ago when this, he was 19 this actually years old. Is, is surprising me that his stuff is so popular i know he's a popular player mm-hmm. and i know he's a really good player but because he doesn't have a big personality he's not yeah. paul pogba he's not mbappe neymar uh neymar mm-hmm. ronaldo messi yep um and i i would really be surprised if he has a strong pull in the latin american market mm-hmm. which is a huge you know yeah two billion person market yeah uh, I'm surprised at the at the prices that that his yeah. Stuff is so fetching. I've been looking for one, like I was looking for an Mbappe, and right. then I was turning my nose up at that whatever thirty oh, bucks. Oh, he I'm won't be any good. Thirty dollars. No, I knew it was good, but I was like thirty dollars on a sticker. But we have seen this over the last few years. You know, um, Beckett Grading Services are getting a lot more um, soccer cards and stickers from all over the world, from Europe, from South America. Um, we've added a lot to our soccer database and. The secondary market prices for some of these early cards of some of these superstars are, are really starting is starting to grow, starting to become much stronger. Um, so it's something if you're into football, soccer, something to definitely keep an eye on. Check out uh, Beckett Marketplace and eBay and, and Beckett Online Price Guides and stay up to date on all your soccer collecting needs. If you're into that sort of thing. If you're into that sort of Which thing. Which if you're listening to this. You might be. You should be. You should be, but if you're not, you should be, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, make sure to subscribe to this on Mm -hmm. SoundCloud or iTunes or whatever you're listening Mm -hmm. on. Be like our wives. Be and rate it, unlike our wives. (laughs) Do the opposite of what our (laughs) wives have done and... Give us a nice rating. Give us a nice rating. Give us any rating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, don't give us any rating. If you're going to give us a bad rating, don't rate us. <laughs> but if you're going to give us a good rating, give us a good rating. And, uh, you know, give us some tweets about the uh, hashtag BealBossyBealBoss. And maybe we'll do a, a giveaway related mm-hmm. to this episode since we talked some hobby. Yeah, we need to get some soccer some product. We, we gave away any... a De Bruyne card. We did. And it was very popular. Mm-hmm. De Bruyne memorabilia card. Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll we'll do some kind of giveaway related to this episode as well, and watch that friendly tonight with all those youngsters. And we'll talk to you guys next week on Bend It Like Beckett Sports. Hey,